Hello and welcome to Columbus Local Podcast. I am Len D'Amico and this is episode 39. And this evening we have Tiffany Bumgarner from Radio Tramps currently. Tiffany, how are you? Hi, Len. Thanks How's for it? having me. Oh my gosh, thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Um, so, cur- you know, your current um, band, you've been, you've, how long has Radio Tramps been rolling? It's been 11 years. It'll be 11 years in February, so that's quite a long time. Yeah, for sure. Yes. And we've seen some posts. Yeah, we uh, we uh, made that post on Sunday, and um, the big announcement was is that we decided to call it quits after a really, really, really good run of eleven years. Um, we had a great time. It just, I just think, as you know, it just may have ran its course a little bit. I had some personal um, health issues, and I was downtime for a little bit, and um, just did a lot of thinking about where I want to be, and I'm so grateful for that band, and we all are. I made lifelong friends with it, but it just did feel like it has run its course, and we did great things in Columbus. I mean, we put on some great shows, and I'm super proud of it, and I loved it. Oh, my gosh, yes. And, you know, an integral part of the Columbus music scene, you guys were booking and playing a lot of the great, you know, venues and events yeah. uh, around town as well. Yeah, we headlined years. Red, White & Boom a bunch of times. I mean, we played all the places. I mean, just just a great experience all around. I I have nothing but positive thoughts on it. It's just one of those things where... You've been doing it for a long time, and you just kind of sit down and think, okay, I just don't know where else we can go. I mean, we did what we did, and we did it really great, and I don't know where else it would have gone. And I think the other members felt the same way, too. You know, we had lost our drummer, Kyle, about a year or so ago, um, and we had a new replacement. Ben Kempe was great. We had some fill-ins, Jason Levette. Um, and Tim and some great guys that filled in for us. And Ben was leaving at the first of the year um, for some family issues. So just to keep going and finding a new drummer, I just feel like we all kind of felt that it was just time to hang up the hat. We did some great things, and I just wanted to leave with those good memories and just, you know, move on and made some great friends along the way. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was a fun show. Always a fun show. It was a fun show. You're a dynamo on stage. You mean you like my jumping around like a Muppet? (laughs) (laughs) I I think we all did. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I can't even watch the videos sometimes. I'm like, really, Tiffany? Really? What is it with your arms, weirdo? (laughs) (laughs) You know what, though? You always look sharp on stage. Thank you. And you sounded you sounded great. You're you're definitely a vocalist that um, came came from. It seemed to me, you know, a part of your life. Yeah, I mean, I've been singing my whole life. Um, you know, when I was growing up, my mom owned a community theater, so I was really exposed to that kind of thing. Broadway musicals. You know, it's funny. My first song I sang in public, it was at a family reunion, and it was. Man Eater, Hall and Oates, and I was like four, which is really creepy <laughs> if you think about it. My mom had me sing Man Eater to all of the relatives at four, so I guess that's where I got my start. But 
yeah, my mom was a very theatrical person and she had that community theater for many, many years. So I grew around music, grew up around music. I had a lot of family members that were into music. Um, so it just was always a part of me. I did my mom's theater. Um, I also did children's community theater, Columbus children's community theater too. Um, I just did a lot of, a lot of that growing up and just, I knew singing was kind of my thing. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it shows. Yeah. Thank you. You, um, you've, you've, you've also, um, been a mentor to a lot of young children and, you know, middle-aged, you know, in the recent past. Um, yeah. I is got... that still, is that still going on? No, I'm not doing that right now. Um, but I did get an opportunity to be a vocal teacher for School of Rock. That was so great. I absolutely loved it. Um, just getting in there with those kids and exposing them to rock and roll music and stage performing. Like that was my big thing, stage performing, because I wish that I would have had some kind of outlet like that. I did have the community theater, but this was all about like stage performance and building confidence, which you don't have when you're in that young age like that. And I wish I would have had that at the ages that, you know, 10, 11, 12, that those, that those kids are coming in at just having that level of confidence at that age is amazing. Well, and we see, I think some of your students or maybe one of your students on stage with, with you yeah at your at your shows yeah emma emma jenkins came up and sang with me a lot she's she's one of my favorites um i'm really good friends with her parents and her mom um she was excellent and she just has this level of confidence that i wish i would have had at 10 11 12 years old you know so you see you see that yeah it's badass i love it that's that's awesome yeah you know you think back and my first show i did professionally in a rock band i sat on a stool you know, I was terrified. It was music that I wrote, so I was a little fri- afraid. But I mean, just I wish I would have had that confidence. Even if I was in that musical theater, it's a character you're playing. It's not being exposed as being a singer out in front like it is with, when you're being in a band. You know, you don't have scripted lines to say. You have your music, and when that music stops, you got to say something. <laughs> <laughs> and you do. You have a lot to say. Where's yeah, all that dumb coming? stuff to say? No, where's all that coming from? <laughs> I hate dead air. Yeah, I hate dead air. So I'll say whatever comes to my mind. <laughs> and so, what's with the potty mouth? <laughs> I know it's so bad. <laughs> Maybe you don't have to answer that question. I'm no, no, like... no, no. It's fine, but I do feel like Radio Tramps did have kind of a persona, like a little more like punk rock persona, rockers, like rocking. Yeah. And I don't know. I kind of like the fact that. I'm this petite little blonde girl and then I say the F word and fly my middle finger out. Like it's kind of surprising almost. And I kind of like that juxtaposition of the way I appear versus what the hell did she just say? (laughs) She doesn't, that doesn't look like it should come from her. Yeah. So I kind of liked that, that a little bit too, but uh, so you're a rebel at heart. Maybe, maybe somewhat, but yeah, that fit the persona for radio terms for, for sure. Yeah, it really did too. Mm-hmm. I think and so. um, yeah, that 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 band um, was a you know, I mean, I'm speaking in terms of was at this point, but it it really, I mean, it has um, risen the bar, I think, in in a lot of ways in, in Columbus music scene. You know, you guys really um, worked hard, and it showed out there. Your shows were were always good, high energy. Yeah. Um, and you and you guys looked uh, the part. Um, yeah, you had the props, 
and you had um, the marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, who was who was running all that um, the last uh, eleven years? Well, at first, um, our first bass player, Jamie Forsyth, he did all the booking and kind of got us our first booking. And then Kyle, who was behind the drums at the time. He was a big LED guy, so if you remember our shows, uh, we had all these LED lights and his drum lit up, and it was really cool. So he did that, and then Jamie stepped away, and we got Chris Mills, um, my dear, dear Chris Mills, um, as a bass player, and then Scott started booking for us. And I think it was kind of, after we hit that stride, I think it was kind of easier to book because we had our name out there, and we were known, and we did have a bit of a following. So I think it kind of just did itself for a while. I'm not saying that booking wasn't, you know, a, a job in itself, but I do think that just our stage show and I feel like at the time we were, we were different on the scene a little bit. Um, and I just think that people really liked it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it, you know, it, it's sad, um, to, to know that, um, the direction there is, is where it is right now. But I, I'm confident that, you know, everyone's going to find their way and, and, um, I don't know, um, yeah. maybe we'll get some insight from you in a little bit on what, what your plans may or may not be. Maybe um, we'll and, see. <laughs> and music <laughs> and the music, uh, you know, facet of your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, uh, I think, you know, before we get into maybe some of that, mm-hmm. um, where are you from? I am from Sunbury, Ohio. Wow. So not far away. Big Walnut, back when Sunbury was a very, very tiny town. It is not anymore. It's crazy, but it was really small back then. You know, it was a really small community. I remember. Yeah, I, yeah. I grew up in Westerville. Okay, and so, you so know. biking to Sunbury was was a hike, but um, did that a number of times as a as a teenager before I got a car and all that. But um, very, very cool community. Very tight knit community. Yeah, it was really a small community. Um, I used to go to Westerville to do anything. I mean, we had like an IGA. That was about it. I mean, back then, I graduated in 97. Class clown. Class of 97. I can't imagine. Yeah. Most likely to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> and look, here and I am. Here you are. Here I am on a podcast. Well, you know. <laughs> look at that. It's good. The Predicting pod- the future, class of 97, <laughs> right? <laughs> there you go. No, there's there's going to be a lot. You you will be famous. You, <laughs> I'm you, 44 now, so really, time is a ticking. <laughs> so you just threw that out there, like you know, you're because one of those why people. Why should we be ashamed to be our age, ladies? Let's stop it enough, enough already, right? Good for you. I'm not 29. I'm not turning 29. <laughs> I will be 45 on January 3rd. Really? Yeah, that's kind of tough. I don't know. It's like oh. now I'm smack dab. Mid forties. That's good. Yeah, it is. What it I is. haven't seen mid forties in a long time, man. <laughs> That's good. It's a good age. Yeah, I like it. It's I awesome. Mean, I feel good. Um, yeah, and uh, so Sunbury um, was a was a was small town, and it still is, uh, but it's uh, kind of like blown up. It's totally blown up. Yeah. Um, were you surrounded by music? I mean. Not, not, uh, yes, but it was a lot of country music, which is just not my, my you, cup you of tea. You didn't gravitate No, I didn't gravitate towards country music. I, my mom was a theater person. Um, my sister was into hair metal. 
So I did get exposed to that a lot, but I didn't get exposed to a lot of like the alt rock stuff until I searched it out on my own. And that's kind of where my bread and butter is. I'm, I'm a nineties alt rock girl at heart. That's what I love the most. It's what you love, you know, what you love in your teenage years kind of forms your musical identity. Don't you think a little bit? Oh yeah. In my case, that's definitely the case. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, a lot of my friends listen to country, which is fine, but I never really found my niche of music until probably 15 years old, maybe when like, you know, the Nirvana and like Tori Amos and all that kind of grunge stuff was kind of coming up. That's where I really found my, okay, this is what I like. This is what I like to do. But my mom did have that theater and I was really big into Broadway music. That was my thing, man. I was singing memory from cats all over the place. Like just that was what I liked when I was younger, but that also made me a singer because you have to learn in that Broadway way, you know? And if you can take that into the rock scene, that's really, that's really great because I was able to learn that kind of Broadway projection voice when I was younger. And I do have a big loud voice. I mean, I do. And I think that stems from when my mom would be, when I'd be in her stage performances, she did a thing called rock and roll review where it would do little snippets and skits of songs, right? And we would do a whole show of that. Um, and, you know, just anything from Elvis into, into the 90s, you know, it was a rock and roll review. And I remember when she was coaching me, she was a little harder on me than the rest of the people in the cast, right? And she would say, sing like you're singing to the back of the crowd. Sing to the back of the crowd. So that always made me like really get down there in my diaphragm and sing to the back of the crowd because I had my mom yelling at me, sing to the back of the crowd. <laughs> the last person in the last row is who you have to be singing to. And so, you're still doing it, aren't you? Yeah, I kind of took that <laughs> to heart. <laughs> and I am singing to the last person in the last row every show for sure. So <laughs> That's good advice. Yeah, I think so. So did you actually, did you do, you did shows with your mom? No, it was just for, it was called cast. It was community acting and singing theater. Um, So it would be the kids that we would do, like we'd get assigned songs and we'd do a snippet of song or a skit beforehand. And then we would just perform all the songs. It was really cool. That sounds fun. Mm -hmm. And you're listening to alt 90s rock um, Mm -hmm. as a youngster. And then um, when did you decide that you want to play out? Um, well, I guess I was, you know, interested in that. I think I got a guitar um, and started, you know, dabbling on that, I guess. And I like to write, like to write poems. So I was kind of doing that. And when I say I can play guitar, I can play like a few chords even to this day. But um, it did just help a little bit. And I had worked at one of my first jobs at Coconut Music. Remember that on Morse Road? I do. Yeah. So it yeah. was one of my first jobs. And... Jewel was out, and I did love that Pieces of You album. That was such a great album. Oh, my God. It really was, though. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. And I was, it was like, I don't know, my first week working there, and I'm putting away CDs, and I'm singing like a Jewel song. You were meant for me, <laughs> I was meant for, whatever. And the guy that I was working with, Caleb, I didn't even know him very well. He was older than me, not by much, but I was 16, and he was probably, he was going to OSU, so 20, so I mean, he was like ancient. <laughs> to me, 16. Yep. He said, hey, hey, you can really sing. And I said, okay, thank you. Because, you know, he's a college boy. <laughs> thank you, Caleb. Oh, my God, thanks. And he's like, no, seriously, you can really sing. Have you ever thought about being in a band? 
And I'm like, well, my dad bought me a guitar and I know the C chord and the D chord. And he's like, well, why don't you come down to campus? And I have some guys that we play music with and we've been wanting to start a band up. So come on down to campus at my house with seven other dudes at 16 and we'll play music. Today in 2023, that would have been a red flag not to go. But <laughs> I did bring one of my male friends from high school with me and um, went down there and they just had had a bunch of songs and they didn't have a singer and stuff. And I had had a bunch of poetry and a bunch of stuff I had written. And I, I knew that I could write. I didn't know if I was going to ever show it to anyone, but I knew at that point I had an ability to write music and to write lyrics and to write melodies. Um, I felt that I did. So insecure as I was, I did, I went in there and they would give me a riff and I would pretty much come back pretty quickly with melodies. And that started Stone Velvet and Stone Velvet was a very successful original band, um, for many, many years. And it's where I got my start into bands. And that's, that's that, that was my life then. Where'd you guys play? My first show. Yeah. Oh boy. So, do you remember when that was? Yes, I do. And where it was? All right. So again, I had written these. I wrote, wrote. I'd written these songs, and um, I was still embarrassed to play them for people. You know, you just, especially a teenager. It's very personal. And you know, I I can get. I come up here and I yell and I say the f word on stage, but I can be a little. Um, Reserved at times, uh, you know, just I can be a little self-conscious about things. I mean, we all can, right? And especially a 16-year-old showing your innermost feelings on your lyrics that you just wrote. So I was really nervous about it. So we played at Stashes for our first show. Remember Stashes? I do. Yeah. yeah. And I was so nervous. It was a Thursday night. I was so nervous. I sat in a stool and I would not get up. <laughs> I wouldn't get up the whole time. <laughs> and we did the whole show with me sitting on a stool because I was terrified of it. But I loved it. Yeah. And, and I had high school finals the next day. Oh, jeez. I'm pretty sure, like, I maybe almost flunked out of school because I probably really did terribly on them. Because of Stone Velvet. I graduated barely, but, yeah, it was Stone Velvet's fault. But, you know, after that, I had some... Some mentors in town at the time, um, Fabulous Johnson Brothers was out, you know, oh. and I would sneak into shows of theirs when I was young and watch Aaron. Oh, my God. Yeah. Aaron is such an amazing singer and performer. And I just remember just wanting to emulate him and wanting to be like him, you know, so I kind of and I just watched other people in the scene around that time. I'm blanking on names, but. You know, that late 90s, early 2000 um, original band scene, it was small then. It was really small, but there were some really, really talented people there. And I was young and I was sneaking into bars and watching the people. Um, and then, you know, people started knowing me and I was 17, 18 and they would let me in because I was in a band at that time. But I would just observe and I would watch and I would kind of gain confidence through watching other people and trying to find myself and what my stage persona is. And, you know, I don't think I ever really found that until maybe Radio Tramps, you know, I, you get a different level of confidence when you're in your thirties and forties, I think. And, um, I look back at that stone velvet stuff and the music was so great. And I watched some of the performances on the VHS tapes because that's all there was. <laughs> you got to get some of that out on YouTube or something. And I'm just so shy and so young. And, you know, 
I would wear feather boas on stage and nothing else to get attention. And maybe that got the wrong attention. I don't know. But, <laughs> you know, uh, I was just finding my voice and I listened back to those songs and the recordings and they were good and they were good songs, solid songs, solid lyrics. The musicianship is great, but I'm listening to myself and I just wish I would had that little bit of soul behind me. I wish I could re-record them again, which leads me to this. We did a reunion Stone Velvet show 2020 about the week before we all shut down. And it was incredible oh, wow. to get back with the guys and sing and play those songs and relearn them and play it out. It was the drummer, Dan Bell, dear, dear friend of mine, um, lifelong friend. He was a drummer for Stone Velvet. He was also in Miranda Sound. Do you remember Miranda Sound at all? Templeton. Um, he was also did uh, Van Haken as of recently, the Van Halen tribute band. Yeah. Um, it was his 50th birthday. So he brought all the bands he was in together oh, for one so night cool. of reunions. <clears throat> and it felt so good to sing those songs I wrote at 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, and now wow. have real life experience behind some of that music. And it was just like, wow, I wrote that at that age. That's great. And now I have the soul behind the singing of it. And it was just such a magical that show was so wonderful. I loved it. Where, where was that played? That was at Roomba Cafe. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love that venue. Mm -hmm. It was really fun. That's so packed. cool. So did you guys, you guys played High Street and like Ruby Tuesdays and Chelsea's, all... Old Fields. Like where else was there to play back then? Mm, like Highbeck or something yeah. like that. Um, Mecca. Remember? Oh my God. I loved it. Yeah. That place. It's yeah. all condos now i think i think so i um, loved, loved mecca i mean i that was just a warehouse of of dance 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 i didn't realize that there was live music yeah there. they did live music there so that was kind of fun we did a bunch of shows there um yeah but there was a there was a there wasn't that many venues but there was a lot you know it was a really cool scene back in the day it really was yeah for sure so um you know stone velvet kind of ended um, I got married and, um, then I had another short lived band called charm offensive with Ian Hummel. I don't know if you know him at all. I don't. Um, he was in a band called poop house Riley, uh, another great friend of mine. And then we did some acoustic stuff and then I had my son. So I stayed home for a couple of years. I did another band, um, chasing Buckley. That was like a start of a cover band with my other dear friend Keith Jenkins, and that was kind of short-lived too. And then I kind of stopped for a while, and Jamie Forsyth, the bass player I Radio Tramps, came out and said, uh, he messaged me on Facebook, and he said, hey, do you want to come out of retirement? Retirement? I'm just raising my son. I'm not retired yet. But I said, okay, what are you thinking? He's like, well, we're going to do a cover band. It's going to be all covers. We're going to do the covers. And I still wasn't really maybe wanting to do covers yet because I still thought I was like the original cool you're kid, an whatever. Yeah. You're writing music like, and you're. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> then I did do that. And I wish I would have done that before I would have done the original stuff. Mm. I mean, just the level of musicianship I had to be and the level of vocalist I had to be to be in that band and I just know so much more in the experience it made me such a better musician than I could have imagined and I wish I would have done it sooner you know I just 
think cover bands sometimes get a bad rap. Ridiculous. I adore it. I adore the experiences I got. I mean, you can't get, you, you get so much better by doing this. I know how to deal with crowds. I know how to talk on stage. I'm not sitting in a stool anymore. That's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and where are you sourcing your stage attire, Tiffany? Oh, my crap, my crappy every... little $12 Amazon dresses. <laughs> Len, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about these outfits that we, we get graced with on, on social media before every show. Yeah, I just buy the dumbest shit on Amazon or You're not on making this stuff? I am not making that. No. I just buy... Oh, that's weird and looks flashy. Yeah, let's get that. Buy now. One <laughs> click. That's it. No, I don't buy it all off Amazon. I mean, I go other places. Ragarama has some good stuff. Oh, Ragarama. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great store. Yeah. Yeah, right on High Street. Yeah, I used to get Stone Velvet stuff in that store, too. And I still go there and get some Radio Tramp stuff. Damn. I do. I do. I do love the dressing up aspect of performing. I mean, it gets you in the mood. It sets you know, your persona up, it kind of, I always had this theory, like if you can't tell who's in the band on break, then you should be wearing something different. That's my theory for, for myself. You. you know, I want to be walking around on break and be like, oh, that's got to be the singer. No way anybody's going to wear that in public. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you seen some of the dumb shit I wear? But yeah, I, I, I love know that. that. It's dumb. It just oh, it, it's dumb. It's, it's, okay. it's uh it's appropriate. Yeah. It's like you know, I mean it wouldn't be appropriate it. to you wear it at dinner it. with your you parents. Have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do, I love like Andrew, my fiance, always be like trying on outfits and stuff, like, does this look weird enough? We're playing a pizza festival. I need a pizza dress. Or like <laughs> And you'll find it. <laughs> I did oh, I have a good story. My friend Amy and Brad. I had, I think it was a pizza dress, and they said, do you have a dress for every single theme? I'm like, well, no, not every single theme. And they're like, I said, well, I can find anything, so you give me a topic, and if I can find the dress within two minutes, you have to buy it for me. So they said, hot dog. I found a damn hot dog dress, and guess what? I wore it to the food truck festival this year. (laughs) So I got a free dress because I proved that I could find any dress. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good skill to have. Yeah, maybe. Damn, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. If you were to um, see yourself um, as a next step, like, so Radio Tramps took you, took you like a, the last 11 years, Tiffany, right? Am I thinking right? Yeah. I mean, it. I really identified my whole personality with Radio Tramps. So yeah. it is a little weird when you do decide to disband in a band that's been so a part of your core for so long. Um, you feel like part of your identity is gone. I remember when I had that short period of time where I wasn't doing music and everyone asked, what are you doing? What are you doing musically? And I didn't have anything. And I, I felt like my identity was was gone. So, um, yeah, it is a little strange to think that Radio Tramps is not um, going to be playing out. You never know. We might in the future, you know. I mean, I love playing with those guys. Insanely talented, talented people. I mean, I love singing Eddie Money with Chris Mills, you know. Chris is the best. <laughs> the bass player, Chris, uh, 
he loves Eddie Money so much. Like he adores Eddie Money and we do an Eddie Money block and Radio Tramps and so much fun singing that with him. Chris Mills is an incredible singer, by the way. I agree with you. Yes. He does not give himself credit, but he really is. And that whole band is so talented. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it did get kind of the point where it was like a little, I don't know, motor memory kind of. It felt like that a little bit. Um, You know, you're performing and you're performing the same for a very long time. Um, I just felt like it. Yeah, it can, it can, it can, I don't want to say burnout, but I was burnout. I was burnout. I was burnout, um, with having some health issues this, this last, this year. And just, I was, I was really burnout and I just kind of, you know, maybe just wanted to, to hang up the hat while we still had a good reputation and a good standing and just maybe, you know, go out there and do something new at some point. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's nothing there's nothing wrong with any of that. And that's the thing, man. I you know it's sort of um very personal when when you know you're you're out there and um you do disband as you as you've described. Um but it doesn't have to be a, an adversarial situation necessarily. I it's always sometimes um it gets that way. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. You're, I mean, you're, you're not dating your musician bandmates, but you're spending a lot of time. It's a marriage. It's a It's a relationship mm-hmm. to manage, right? Sure. If it's done right, it, you know, it's, it's a good, you know, go out and hang out. You know, yeah. I always appreciated hanging out with my bandmates, you know, my uh, wedding, uh, got canceled due to COVID and it's just, we have not rescheduled yet. It's happening, but Chris Mills is going to officiate. I still hope he does. Chris, I hope you still do is going to officiate our wedding. So, I mean, yeah, these are lifelong friends. I don't think, I don't know, maybe I've been in so many bands and so many musicians. Maybe there's a couple that I, you know, don't care for, but I can't think of one off the top of my head. I mean, I have my dearest friends my closest friends uh, in life are people that i have played music with hands down yeah Mm -hmm. it's just a very it's a bond yeah it's a closeness it's a personal experience playing music together you know i don't think that's something that you can let go of even if you're not currently in a band with people you still have those memories of that music you make because not a lot of people make music together you know i mean it's just really a beautiful relationship i agree with you 100 percent no, no question. Um, but, um, sometimes it's that, but it's also coupled with, with some, some crazy stuff that has happened along oh, the way. Do you have any funny stories that yeah. that's occurred? Let me think. I should have came up with that. <laughs> mm. I mean, cause that crew, that crew of, of folks that you've been working with for 11 years, something has had to have happened. There's just some crazy shit that goes down at shows. Like, <laughs> You can't, and you can't make, you can't make it up. No, like, okay. So we were playing at the barn one time and it was really, really crowded and it was wild. Cause you know, sometimes the barn can get wild and party people and we're playing what I like about you. Right. And there's this woman and she's having the best time ever. Like she's out, it's going out ladies night. She's doing it up. Right. And I'm like, what a luck about you. And she's twerking. She's getting down really, really low, you know? What I like about you, you keep me warm at night. Falls flat first on her face. And then I see a tooth 
go flying out of her mouth into the air. <laughs> and I'm still like, you hold me tight. And I'm like trying to get Chris's attention. There's a fucking tooth, a fucking tooth. <laughs> where did, where did what it... I like about you, fucking tooth. <laughs> where did it land? Well, that's the thing. So then her friends caught wind of the lady's tooth that fell out. And if you're listening right now, ladies, that tooth fell out. That's an epic story. I bet you woke up not feeling good the next day. But <laughs> anyway, so her friends came up to rescue her. And they were all like searching for the tooth. And I'm like still, what a luck about you, searching for the tooth all around. We did not stop that song. Like a true professional, somebody's tooth went flying through the room. I don't think they ever found the tooth. Oh, man. But they escorted the lady out. You know... There's a funny tooth story as well oh, yeah. um, that Aaron Buckley tells okay. on his podcast episode. If you get a chance, yeah. listen to some of that. Okay. It's, 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 there's multiple tooth stories? There's a couple tooth <laughs> stories that have surfaced. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we played a Halloween party, and somebody uh, bumped into the, no, straight up passed out and fell into the monitor and broke a mic stand. I mean, just... Just weird, random stuff like that. You know, we all see that. Yeah, and you can't make it up. You can't make it up. It's fun. It's a good story to tell. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but the tooth lady, the twerking tooth lady, was that was that was a pretty good one. I, I, you know, if I if you don't mind, I can tell a tooth story too that happened to yeah, me. Yeah, it's totally. Because it's kind of weird. But I love tooth stories. I, like I, I was I was playing lead guitar in a in a, a band called the Brighton Blues Band. Mm-hmm. This was probably twenty years ago. And um, it was a good run with that band. It was a lot of fun. Um, and we were playing at the Hotspot Tavern, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is that on Sinclair? Yeah. That, the, just north of where the El Rosa Villa was. Yep, it is. And um, so we were playing there, and um, uh, there was no stage. You're just kind of, you know, same level as the bar. That's how the barn was too. Yeah. So you're really close you're to real the craziness. Close to what's yeah, totally. So I was playing lead to this uh, funky bluesy um, song that we were doing, and this woman came up to me, and um, and I was in the middle of a lead, and she kind of came around back behind me, and her hands were at, like all oh, over me, man. and I'm trying to play guitar and it yeah. was getting kind of weird yeah and um so then i and then the guys in the band are just laughing at me because we didn't miss a beat yeah then she came back around and she playing this big kiss uh, on me big giant big big kiss right and um again i didn't miss a beat and she backed up and she smiled big and um, all of the teeth on this side of her face, like uh, every, all, they were all gone. Oh. There were no teeth yeah. there, but uh, they were full on this side. And she yeah. smiled, and like everybody in the band was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> oh my god. Well, the, that's the problem when you play like, those shows what? when there's no, like I love the barn. I love playing the barn when, when there's no stage, especially if you're a female. There, there was a time when. When we were, uh, are you, were... yeah, no, okay. <laughs> I thought there was more. No. Were you well, like searching is, on I'm the not, floor, I'm not looking? Go. No, there's no teeth. There, there was no, no searching for teeth. No, just... <laughs> you didn't have a tooth search party that night, like there's we did. No tooth search. Um, there was at the barn one time. I was singing like creep and Radiohead creep. Every band does a song, but whatever. And I get like super into it, you know, like. 
that middle part, you know, you know, that part. Yeah. So I like have my eyes closed and I'm like getting into it. I'm a creep. And then I open my eyes and there's a dude standing like an inch of my face. It scared the shit out of me. Like, and I guess he was standing there because I had my eyes closed for like half the song because I'm like trying to get into it. Yeah, it's like personal space, man. And there's been some people jump up on stage. Invaded. Men inappropriately, you know, kind of. That's kind of stopped a little bit in the later years. But um, I think people got the memo that that's not cool. But, you know, I mean, we all have stories that potty that talk, Tiffany, that just scares them, man. They're like, oh, geez, she's yeah. tough. That's why I started saying she's, the F word. She's tough. Yeah. She's too tough. Yeah. Yeah. Good for so you, tough. Though. Look at me. Super tough. Good for, good for you, though. Managing all that. It's yeah. not an easy task. No, it is a different experience being a woman in a in a band, in a cover band. I I played at Lazy, and we don't do chip jars, but we did that night for some reason. I don't know. Somebody set it up for us, and some guy put in $100. Like, cool. And he, like, kind of winked at me. Okay, whatever, dude. And that's fine. He found me on Facebook and messaged me and said, hey, I gave you $100. That means you have to go on a date with me. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. So <laughs> no more tip jar was the moral of that story because, yeah. And he was like, I had to block him. He was pretty persistent, like, of him giving $100 in the tip jar. That's not what a tip jar is for, man. <laughs> no. So. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, that kind of stuff happens. We all are female community has had stories like that i'm sure oh. i don't have any really bad ones though nothing really horrible was that's good yeah there's always that that person that comes up to me that does not happen to male musicians and they come up and they say hey my table has a bet how old are you you know they always want to know your age when you're a female up there they never ask the age of the dudes but they're asking me my age all the time every single show somebody comes up and asks me really? how old i am yes no doubt it happens. <laughs> well, you know, that's probably a compliment. I don't know. Why do they got to know that? I, 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 it's probably just a curiosity thing, you know? Why is a 44-year-old just... woman wearing a dinosaur dress on stage? <laughs> that's confusing. <laughs> a pizza dress? She can't be in her 40s. Nobody's going to in their 40s have <laughs> Sure they will. a pizza dress. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Hot dogs on a dress? No. It fit, it fit the <laughs> you bill, learn enough man. by the time you're 40s to not wear hot dogs in your dress, but apparently I did not. <laughs> it fit the bill. It was perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Red, white, and boom. Forget about it. You know. Yeah. You you have your your flags and. I love my red, white, boom outfits. Yeah. Those were good ones. Mm -hmm. Those were fun years. I, you know, that's. I grew up in Columbus. I Sunbury, but. There was nothing in Sunbury, so Columbus. And I am a Columbus girl. I adore Columbus. I want to be here forever. I really do. The, just the growth of the city uh, is just amazing. Um, my fiancé, Andrew, he's an artist in the community, uh, super advocate for the arts and the music in, in the town. And we just love what, what's happening here in Columbus. It's really incredible, actually. When you come, when you live here, you have one, too. Yep. Your whole life, and you see, and, like, Chelsea's and stashes back in the day and how close and tiny it was. And now it's like, we're like a big little city here. We're actually kind of big now. It's kind of exciting to see that growth. It is. And it, you know, it's, it's uh, not stopping. No, no. 
Okay, let's, let's play. It's good where it is now. I'm just kidding. You don't want it to get too big, do you? I mean, the traffic is kind of shitty, right? <laughs> it did not used to be this bad. Dude, you need to spend some time in New York or Boston. I know, I know. traffic I know. is. I know, I know, I know. Even, um, I think Cleveland's pretty pretty congested, yeah. too, these days. Yeah, it's common. But it's fine. It's the growth for the city. I'm just kidding, but. No, I get it. Um, it it's, it's definitely um, changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt like a small town still about 10, 20 years ago. So you think I was 16. I'm 44 now. Oh, no. Math. Okay, carry the one. 28 years I've been doing this in a professional manner. So that's a long time to see a growth of a music community. And I really have been involved most of my years. When my son was, was young was about the only time I really took a, took a decent break at it. He's 18 now. He's in college. He's at OSU studying finance. So, um, he's doing great, but yeah, I really, music has been my whole life pretty much. And it's very impressive background that you have, you know, I mean, we, we see you with radio tramps, you know, for the last 11 years and you're this dynamic, front person, you know, fighting off all this, uh, activity, but you know, um, I can't, I can't imagine you staying idle. You have way too much energy. You have way too much, um, experience, you know, have you given any thought to what you're going to be doing? Well, when I had kind of made my decision about radio champs and then talked to the other guys and we were all pretty much on the same page about disbanding. I, I really thought that I was going to take some downtime um, and just figure it out. Uh, you know, with, this year has been kind of difficult for me personally, too, uh, with health issues. And I had a pretty major surgery uh, two months ago, so not that long How ago. How are you feeling? Good. I'm feeling really good. I'm going to feel better than ever soon. But, yeah, I'm feeling good. great. And um, I was just going to take some downtime to really reflect on what I want to do next, but that's not always how opportunity comes, does it? It, so. it usually does not. Is is that kind of what's happening with you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't told this to anybody, and there's very few people that, that know, and I'll explain here after we go ahead and make an announcement here. I feel weird. You're going to make an announcement here? <laughs> yes, Lynn. I'm going to make an announcement here. It's Columbus here. Local Podcast. It's an exclusive uh, something's happening here. I don't know what it is. There's a big smile. Though. And this decision on my part has absolutely nothing to do with Radio Tramps Run. It doesn't. It just was a strange, weird timing that had came about. Um, and I had said no initially. I had said no a bunch of times. But the more of talking to the people in this band and the more sense it made and the move seemed kind of good and kind of right for the time for me. So, should I say it? It's totally up to you. I mean, you know, I don't, I, I don't, have, I don't have the insight to anything here. I have decided to um, join the martini affair as Jenna's replacement. Wow. That's huge. That's big shoes to fill. Um, yeah, I've known those guys forever. And when Jenna 
told them she was moving. They started contacting me and I said, no, no, no. I'm in radio tramps. You know, I, I didn't have any interest cause I was already with someone, you know, we yeah. talk about oh, yeah. advancing relationships, but, um, you know, and then about, about a month ago was when radio tramps decided to, to, uh, disband and Jimmy, Jimmy King, which, you know, um, I do. Where yeah. our paths have crossed. Yeah, they have. <laughs> Love Jimmy King. Yeah, Jimmy's so persuasive too. So he really he heard he heard <laughs> that Radio Trams was disbanding. So then he started up the conversations with me again. And again, at first I, and he, you know, I am a rock girl. I'm a, I'm a I'm a rock and roll girl. That's who I am at heart. But they do more pop music now. I come from a Broadway theater background and the first song that I sang besides the man in your thing, one of the first songs I was singing like talent shows, like Mariah Carey, vision of love, you know, like I have a lot of love for pop music too. I just haven't done it in a public forum. So I'm excited for that aspect. So, you know, he started talking and just made a lot of sense. And also just with the things that were going on this year and kind of the personal struggles I was going through, I just felt like it was a really, really good time to do something to challenge myself, to do something where I'm not used to. I, to it, it, it is going to take me out of my comfort zone a little bit. I can't yell the F-bomb a million times in the Martini Affair, right? You know, I can't act like a total... It's a different vibe, right? It's a different vibe. It yeah. is. And I, I, you know, this is going to be a challenge for me. Um, I'm so excited about it. Everyone in that band is incredible musicians. Um it's going to be really exciting. And oh, yeah. I just, I'm excited to do something different and new to me. I think it's gonna, you know, you can get burnt out being musicians and doing some things. And I think after the last couple years, year, I had maybe lost my, my gusto a little bit. And I think that maybe me personally doing a new genre of music and having to really challenge myself to learn a bunch of new songs, which I haven't had to done in a while such those shows are such a huge party though the energy is off the chart you know in like to your earlier point you know each each of the members of of that band are top shelf yeah and highly professional and put on the best um it's, it's so i'm so happy for you Thank congratulations you. yeah their shows are incredible um you know i've known will newsome for a while he he runs in the same circles with that original band stuff because he has his original band in well too. And, yeah. you know, I just knew, I knew all the guys, um, you know, acquaintance wise, and I'm getting to know them. We have not started rehearsals yet. Um, we're not starting uh, for a little bit. We will be announcing more things, but um, we have not started yet, but we will be soon. And I thought this was an appropriate time to make that announcement. My goodness gracious. Yeah. And it's huge, huge news. Um, and uh, well, I'm glad you uh, felt comfortable enough to make the announcement here. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I might Hopefully tell you Jimmy... to delete this whole podcast <laughs> after I listen to it, and I. <laughs> and hopefully, Jimmy King won't clip me. I'll be walking down the street, and you know, Jimmy is such a great guy. <laughs> he is, man. He really is. He is. Well, I mean, we'll have to clear it. Through Jimmy. Yeah, we will too. Because <laughs> I, I don't want him to go on his back You have Jimmy stories. Bring it. Did, did he ever I, lose a tooth I at a show? Do. No, Jimmy <laughs> didn't lose a tooth. But, you know, I will say um, my past crossed with Jimmy. Um, 
he and I were usually the first to arrive and usually the last to leave. And Jimmy was the guy that was pushing the broom on the stage, cleaning up, you know, old yeah. set lists and stuff and making sure that the venue was taken care of. Yeah. Um, and I, he, he's probably still doing that kind of thing. He yeah. really is a true uh, pro, you yeah. know. And, and I got that feeling too. And I just feel like. He's a marketing wizard. Yeah. And he, mm-hmm. he's, he knows everybody in town and totally. wherever, wherever you guys be playing. And totally. I, I think it, it goes well beyond Columbus, you know, where Martin, the Martini affair has uh, performed. Um, yeah. and I'm sure we'll continue to, to do that. So probably even more of a, of a time commitment. Um, but you know, with your son now in college, you probably have some of that to offer. Yeah. And I, I, <sighs> Yeah, but I mean, Radio Tramps played a lot too. So I, yep. you know, also we have Jess, the other singer in the band. He's incredible too. Totally. Um, and he's going to split the songs. So that's going to be helpful. I mean, Chris and Scott sing songs with Radio Tramps. Both of them are fantastic. But it really is a split down the middle um, thing. I think that's going to be a little helpful too. But again, I just kind of after this year and this the struggles, I just have a little bit different lease on life and a little bit different outlook and I want to give this a try. I think it, I think it makes sense for both parties. I think it makes sense for them. And I think it makes sense for me and I can see this gelling really well and going really well. Um, and I'm excited. Awesome. That's good to <laughs> see this. It's <laughs> good to hear it. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. You know, um, so I hope everyone's excited about it. So I think I'm going to bring uh, something a little different. Um, to to Na- the table naturally though right naturally yeah. so that, I'm a little worried about that Jenna was so beloved and so wonderful and so great and such a talented performer that it is difficult because I have never been in a band where I'm re- replacing someone that's yeah. that's a new thing for me to experience so I've always been in bands that I've started so having something that I'm replacing something who was so loved as Jenna was that is a little intimidating I'm not gonna lie on that part that is but. I hope to bring my personality and my uh, style into their band and incorporate it uh, to the best I can and kind of bring that to them. I mean, personally, I think that's the key, right? Mm-hmm. Be yourself. Yeah. And um, know, knowing those guys the, to the level that I do, um, that they're, they're going to be just, you know, totally supportive. Oh yeah. I think so. They've great. been great. It's a great, 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 great opportunity, man. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. It was just an opportunity that I really thinking about it. Couldn't, couldn't pass up and just the level of where they're at as well, you know, um, and the level of gigs they play to and stuff. It was just, it just really made sense. It just, it just did. There was nothing yeah. about it that didn't make sense, except for the fact that maybe I wanted to take some time off and I wasn't maybe necessarily wanting to join a band, but that, like I said earlier, that's not how opportunities work. Right. You know? Well, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And well-deserved. I mean, congratulations. Thank you. It's awesome. Well, I mean, Tiffany Bumgarner <laughs> here, um, br- you know, bringing down the, uh, the uh, Radio Tramps gigging uh, machine and moving right in now to the Martini Affair. We just heard that. Yeah, it's going to be a little while. So, I mean, yeah. we're, we, we, I got to learn a bunch of new songs. Well, so 
We'll you get know? there. Yeah. So it's going to be a we, minute. We haven't seen any of this anywhere. There's no. been no uh, talk. This is the I mean, first... Jenna's last show was just four days ago, right? You have an exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> if, we, if we publish, the we'll see. Land exclusive. <laughs> going to hit the airways it's going to be like on the ticker at the bottom of your news screen when you go to bed tonight on the news it's going to be there the, under, the underground <laughs> news story of columbus no, local it's going to be everywhere man, internationally right. known it's going to be the news breaking news it is it is heard in 15 countries oh, right now which is pretty okay. pretty cool that's pretty cool um it's yeah, been that's... a crazy year for this uh this podcast format and i love it yeah it's a lot of fun yeah will did it will did your podcast oh yeah why isn't jimmy doing it you know, I've been in touch with Jimmy. He's a busy guy. Um, we are working on, um, you know, a date that works for him when he's in Columbus and mm -hmm. has some extra time. I, I think he wants to. If he wants to do it, he'll he'll be here. Yeah. Um, and I think he does. I just it, it's just a it's a time thing and a, a lot of change. And, right. Well, um, you had asked. That's what the we, the whole timing on this is just weird as well because um, I had I had originally. August, I was doing, yeah, I was doing the podcast in August to promote radio tramps. And that was when I was really pretty sick. And that was right before and we just put this off to, uh, yeah. you know, make sure you were, yeah. you were, um, I got my surgery in the beginning and, of and October. Yeah. yeah. So we put that off and then it was just, we, we scheduled it right there in August for this particular date. And then, then all of this just happened within the last month. I mean, this is very new, fresh information. So I just felt like. Why not? Why not give you the scoop, Len? You needed the scoop. <laughs> You're so awesome. <laughs> well, let's we'll, we'll post some of this uh, <laughs> when I have permission to do so. Oh, we'll see what the chairman I'm has to say. I'm not listening to this. I'm not listening to it. <laughs> it I cannot. Fun. You know, I it's like fun my... <laughs> talking with you, Tiffany. I, I appreciate. I your cannot time. stand my speaking voice. I, I can't. I, I I I like my singing voice when I hear sometimes when I hear videos back on it, but my speaking voice, I'm like, Oh my God, you sound like that. Tiffany, shut up. Well, we all sound like we sound. I mean, I never thought that I had a voice for anything and you, you know, do. I've been you doing have a perfect it. radio voice. Well, you that's what they say. They've been telling me that my whole career, you know, totally. I run calls and all that kind of thing. And, uh, everybody's like, you know, dude, you gotta do something with your voice. <laughs> so you I'm finally, I'm finally, you know, doing something about it. But, um, it, it's, a, it's a good way to do it. Um, Columbus is blessed with people like yourself and um, some of the other people that I've, I've had the good fortune to get to know over the years. And There's so many good oh musicians in this town. It's kind of crazy how many good people are there. I mean, it's it's insane. And, you know, we all learn from each other. And it's just, it's just such a good, tight-knit community of people. And just, like, good, genuine people. You yeah. know, just really good folks. Couldn't agree more. Well, um, that is going to be episode number 39 for Columbus Local Podcast. We talked for 55 minutes? You believe it or not. It I goes can talk fast. way longer than that. Well, no, no. You wanna, if you want to, no, we no, can. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. We can, we can glue some stuff together. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just talk longest. a lot. I've been told I talk not, a lot. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Why, why don't you hop on that martini affair train and then come back yeah. like in six months and let us know how it's going. Yeah, let you know how that's going. Maybe you'll have more road stories with oh, yeah. with Will and Jimmy and more tooth John stories. And <laughs> I want more tooth stories. Your compadre Jess. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be an he's adventure, a good dude. They're all they're all awesome people. They're all man. super great. You know, it's been it's exciting. I'm excited to start something new, and we're gonna crush it. You are. 
no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, fully confident. Um, thanks so much for doing this. Thank you for having. I think we know you a little yeah. more. Oh, great! <laughs> and we wish you be- <laughs> we wish you the best. Thanks, Len. This it- was fun. Hopefully, I didn't say anything dumb. No way. I talked to Chris Mills, the bass player, before this, and I said, how long do you think it's going to take for me to say something dumb? And he said, 30 seconds. And I said, oh, great, I got 29 seconds of glory. <laughs> you, you pulled it off. All right. All right. Tiffany Bumgarner, we um, have episode 39 with the Columbus Local Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.